teeny's goals. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am Mike. And I am Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Doing really good, actually. I uh, actually just got offered a promotion at work. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So my workload will get heavier just from less people. Nice. Yeah, basically it's outside sales support, so I'll be handling all their quotes and orders and stuff like that, and I don't have to deal with the walk-in customers anymore which is massive yeah that's awesome those people suck they do i mean most no they're awesome no they're <laughs> most of them are fine yeah okay so we're coming up to thanksgiving this episode has nothing to do with thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> but i'd like to revisit something i tried for one of our thanksgiving tangents i believe it was our gathering tangent and i believe I described it as vile. So we're going to give this another shot. Ha ha, pun intended. <laughs> what goes good with turkey? Gravy. Gravy. So wild turkey and gravy. So we're doing this again. We're trying it again. But this time, I didn't use store-bought gravy like that little jar. I actually made some gravy. So I'm thinking that will be the difference maker. Ah. It already looks better. It it smells it smells bad. <laughs> oh god. Did I just ruin my shot? Cheers. Oh god. Yeah. It's a lot. Cheers. That is a lot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this one was way better. <laughs> it looked gross, smelled gross. I think the homemade gravy did definitely brought it up a bunch of notches. So it wasn't vile this time. It was not vile. It was actually good. Maybe I'd use low-sodium broth next time when I'm uh, simmering my meat and then, you know, making the gravy. A little salty, but I didn't gag. No, no, that you actually didn't. All Speaking right. of Thanksgiving, I, you know, I did text you earlier, and the new Thanksgiving movie that's that's coming out looks really fucking awesome. Very excited for that movie. I've said it before, Thanksgiving Eve, after I, like, prep all my meal for the next day. I like to listen to Adam Sandler's The Thanksgiving Song, and I like to watch the mock trailer for Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Always wishing that it would become a movie, and now it is. It looks really good. It does. It actually, it's, yeah, it's supposed to take place locally to us in uh, Massachusetts. Anywho, enough Thanksgiving out of the way. We are going to take a dive into some A-listers, B-movie first roles, or second or third or fourth yeah, roles. I, They're I early within... roles. Within the first, you know, like five movies, I figured. Yeah. These are movies that some of these actors or actresses are not proud of. <laughs> some of them pretend they don't even exist. It's true. But we're here to tell you that they do, in fact, exist. So let's just get right into it. Top 10. So my first one, we're going to go back to 1980, where getting married isn't always such a good thing. Now, the person, I, I had no idea that this guy was even in a horror movie. Turns out he was, although, be it briefly, Mr. Tom Hanks. 
He's been in we, horror movies. Well, not like this. Okay, I mean, yeah. Well, anyway, his first movie role, He Knows You're Alone, from 1980. So, essentially, a young bride-to-be is being stalked upon by a serial killer in Staten Island, and she gets help from a former lover, Marvin, but will they manage to <laughs> She escape? gets help, all right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so a serial killer only kills brides and the people that are around them, and you have a detective, Gamble, who is obsessed with this guy because his bride was killed by this guy. You know, obviously, he thinks this guy is like still friggin' at large, while his boss, Captain Bosch or something like that, tells him he's like a fucking whack job. He's like, no, Amy is getting married. She doesn't want to marry this guy. Her ex-boyfriend, Marvin, is like all still about her. And yeah, all of her friends are being killed off. And her friend Nancy happens to run into a jogger who is Tom Hanks, who helps them out briefly. Like, he's barely in the movie, but... I actually thought it was a pretty good movie to like check out. It's a whatever slasher. Yeah. It was pretty good. And I believe what was his name? The guy from Meet the Parents. Like what like the bald doctor guy. He was <laughs> Okay. I know you know him if you saw him, but he's like a teacher that's like messing around with like his students. Oh, James name. James Rebhorn. Yes, that guy. Yeah. He was he was the guy that got fired in Independence Day. Exactly. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. So, like, this was also, like, you could kind of consider him, too. Like, this was an early role for him. But, yeah, no, he's, like, cheating on his wife with, like, the with somebody. One of just, his students. Yeah. it was. It's good. I actually surprisingly enjoyed it. Yeah, this is a good one. I believe it's available on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Although I think I bought it on, like, Google Play or rented it for, like, two bucks. Hmm. Okay. Look at you. Doing the, the good thing and paying for things. <laughs> All right. My number 10. It's kind of an obvious one. We've talked about it, so I kind of wanted to just get it out there right out of the, out of the open. But so I first started this list going off of accolades. And I was going, who had the most? And they were going to number one. But I'm not, like, this movie is good, but it's not great. I like the remake of it much better. So this is number 10. Even though this guy has three Oscars, a Grammy, and an MTV Movie Award. We're talking about Jack Nicholson. This is actually his fourth role. Roger Corman's Little Shop of Horrors from 1960. I thought about putting that on my list. I mean, we've talked about it a few times. I had to include it because not a lot of people know about it. Unless they listen to our podcast, we've mentioned it. I mean, we Mm -hmm. just did the musical and, I mean, he is in some notable horror movies. I mean, The Shining, Wolf. He was in another Corman movie, The Raven. He was in The Witches of Eastwick, which we've previously mentioned. But this is a fun movie if you want to see a plant eat people and take over the world. Yeah. Without the music. And it's a Roger Corman movie, so it's awesome. Hell yeah. Which Roger Corman did on a dare. Uh, that's right. You uh, mentioned that in the uh, Little Shop episode. Yeah. So there we go. All right. So this one, my number nine, go 1989. This this movie was previously on one of, I believe it was your back to school list, I think. Cutting Class with one Brad Pitt. Ah, yes. There's uh, a lot of people in this movie. Uh, wasn't Martin Mull the dad? <laughs> Colonel Mustard was in it. Yeah. Uh, was it Roddy McDowell? Oh, my God, dude. He's hilarious. The principal, he's like, 
whoever drew me with an extra endowed <laughs> genital, thank you. <laughs> like some shit like that. I'm paraphrasing there. <laughs> so Paula Carson, she has basically two guys after her. One is Dwight and the other one's Brian. One's like the bad boy jock kind of kid. And the other one is Brian, who is a former mental patient put in there for the suspicious death of his dad. And of course, you know, as people are being knocked off, one actually was it one one teacher was like thrown in like a walk-in kiln. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that that the kiln always kind of freaked me out at school. Mm. And so everyone kind of thinks it's Brian. Rightfully so. Just because he just got out of a mental institution. It's a fun movie. Like you said, you have Martin Mull who plays Paula's dad, who spends the entire movie basically trying to get help because he goes on a hunting trip and takes an arrow to the back. And he's just kind of flopping around trying to get help. Yeah, that would piss me off too. The creepy janitor is another one of those red herrings. Uh, Robert uh, Gloden, I, I think that's how you say his name, who's always getting pissed off at the kids running through the, the gym. Not with those shoes. He's, oh, yeah, you're going to fuck up the gym floor. I mean, that you yeah. got to wear the correct footwear. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to change <laughs> into the sneakers. That's Yeah. That was a big rule. Well, I get you. I get you. Damn kids. <laughs> get off but, my gym floor. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was crazy and then uh you have the you have the coach trampoline flagpole thing which was pretty awesome too. It was an entertaining movie. It was an entertaining movie. Yes. Okay, so for my number 9, I'm going with an obvious one. Everyone knows about this movie. She pretends it doesn't exist, but it does. Taste the rainbow, bitch. Jennifer Aniston, her first credited role. Now for her accolade, she's been awarded an Emmy and two MTV Movie Awards. I believe one of them was for Best Kiss from We Are the Millers. I might just be pulling that out of my ass, but that was a good kiss. We're talking 1993's Leprechaun. Featuring Willow, Warwick Davis, who chases a man who stole his gold. Don't steal a leprechaun's gold, it's just rude. You don't take his gold, you'll be fine. Yeah, and then you don't have to go through the whole, like, finding a four-leaf clover, which is near damn impossible. Because one time I tried, when I was a kid, thinking that if I found a four-leaf clover, I'd get to find a leprechaun who would show me where the gold was. I was on a whole different lore back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, she, uh, I think for a while pretended the movie doesn't exist obviously everyone knows she's in it she's on the cover because she's famous now <laughs> so why I mean, wouldn't this, they put her on the cover i mean this was you said this was what 93 yeah yeah so this is literally the year before she started friends friends is that old yeah dude wow yeah it went from 94 to 2004 damn uh god rest his soul chandler bing by the way that was sad yeah, very sad but maybe they saw her amazing talents in this movie and said, we need her as Rachel Green. Yeah, probably not how it went down. But let's just say it did. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Leprechaun, great movie. There's eight movies in the franchise, I believe. There's one on the way coming out soonish, or at least it's in production. I know the whole strike thing put a big speed bump in a lot of productions, but... We do have that to look forward to. Uh, Warwick Davis is not going to be a part of it. He's said that he's waiting for his son to turn 18 before he revisits horror movies. 
And that's, you gotta respect the man. That's fair. I mean, that's motherfucking Willow. It is motherfucking Willow. Hell yeah. Alright. So my number eight. I wasn't gonna go with this one. And then I watched it again. And realized this was just fucking fun as hell. Critters 3 with one Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I mean, obviously, his accolades have no... There's no shortness of them. I mean, God knows how many Oscars for, like, Titanic. Um, he did not get an Oscar for Titanic. He's really known for being snubbed at the Oscars. This is a whole thing, dude. I don't... I'm he didn't get an Oscar sorry. until The Revenant, and people are saying that was just, like, a pity Oscar. Like, he's been well-deserving of Oscars before. Uh, some, I, I swear to God, I thought he, he won one. Well, he got one for Wolf of Wall Street, though, I believe. No. No? Wow. As of now, he has one Oscar. Well, he sucks then. I take back my pick. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was a fun movie. Basically, Critters 3. So we have, you know, these, you know them. They're little little furballs that fucking eat anything and everything. Bounty hunter Charlie McFadden makes a return in this one from uh, underground to, basically, he's back on Earth to finish off, like, the last of the Critters and uh, yeah, it's um, it's fun. There's actually a few other people uh, that are in this. Uh, Happy Gilmore's grandmother is in this movie. Yes. Uh, we have Annie, her bro- little brother, uh, Josh, who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, his stepfather is like the landlord for Annie and her fa- and her family. They're about to get evicted out of their tenement, and then they have a critter problem because they laid eggs under her dad's truck. Yeah, and he brought them home. He brought uh, them fun home. Fun fact, did you know Carrie Elwes was up for the role of Josh and turned it down? Really? Yeah. He would it, have been like old, older. Yeah. No, I don't I don't I don't get that, but you know, that's, that's a thing. Like 4 years after Princess Bride. Is it? Yeah, it's 1991. Princess Bride is that old? Yeah. Inconceivable. It was fun, and I, I love watching the little critters get into mayhem. Like, one of them was, like, downing, like, Dawn dish soap. And just, it was good good stuff. Good stuff. Good fun. Good fun stuff. Hell yeah. Okay. My number eight. Let's, okay, this movie is wild. We're going back to 1983, sort of. The film was filmed in 1983. I believe it had a short, limited release. It was re-released in 2021, re-edited, edited the shit out of it to kind of make bank on a few of the actors who had made it big. So they kind of were highlighted as like the main stars of the movie, even though they're in the movie for like five minutes. Uh, who do I go with on this one? We have three Oscar winners in this movie. I'm going to go with George Clooney who has an Oscar and an MTV Movie Award for From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. We're talking Grizzly 2, Revenge. It's basically Cocaine Bear without any Coke. Ah. This movie is crazy. So, I mean, first of all, let's just highlight that George Clooney's in it. Laura Dern, who also has an Oscar and an Emmy. We have Charlie Sheen, Louise Fletcher, who's also an Oscar winner for Nurse Ratched, John Reese davies Basically, it's slapped together. It seems like three different movies in a nature special. It starts off like 
oh, and the nature preserve. And it's showing all animals, and it's beautiful. And then you randomly see a hunter just, like, shoot the CGI bullet. <laughs> and it kills a cub. And then he tries to kill the mother. And that's what sparks the whole movie. And then you have the three main people, George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. They're hiking to go to this concert. Why they can't just drive to the fucking concert is beyond me. It, it's not supposed to make sense. They go camping in the middle of the woods. They have fun for like five minutes before they're killed. And it, it seems like that wasn't supposed to be like the beginning of the movie, but they put it at the beginning. So, you know, you're like, oh, look, there's famous people. I like this movie. But basically, the movie is about a park ranger. And he's pissed that these damn bears keep taking these goddamn picnic baskets. So it's Ranger Smith. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Let's go to these picking the baskets. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so even, listen to, so there's this huge concert going to happen. That's like part three. So you have the ranger trying to find the bear. That's one movie. The nature special, that's another movie. You have the random camp part of the movie. And then you have this big concert where they straight up just show whole music numbers. Hmm. I, I couldn't tell you one band that played, but they... They, like, would play the whole thing. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're sitting through this, too. And the it's just stupid. There's there's part where it's, like, the bear is a serial killer and an old 80s slasher. Like, you see POV of the bear lurking through the woods, stalking people. And eventually it catches up to the concert. It gets thrown into a bunch of electric wires. It gets electrocuted. Sorry, spoiler. And the concert just goes on. And this is what Wikipedia says. That I thought this was hilarious enough to to say the concert goes on and the crowd enjoys the cutting edge english rock bands <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny it uh yeah it's it's a movie that's funny number seven all right i don't think you put this on your dystopian list or not because i don't remember i did not um, probably not I kind of wish I had seen this at this point because I, I probably would have put it on mine. In a post-apocalyptic USA, a doctor slash scientist is infected with a new strain of parasite. Ends up in a small desert town trying to find a cure. So I went with 1982's Parasite with one Demi Moore. Demi. 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 Demi Moore. I think it's Demi. That's what I said. It's not you. It's Demi. <laughs> <laughs> this was a little on the cheesy side. A little. <laughs> like, the, like the lasers and stuff coming out of the gun was, was pretty pretty fucking. I believe Demi Moore said this is the worst movie she's ever done. <laughs> it might be. It probably is. It was in 3D. Yes, exactly. Although watching it, I don't know what parts would have been 3D. I couldn't figure it out. So Paul Dean, who was actually played by the janitor in Cutting Class. So the main guy, he infected himself with this parasite. And this group called The Merchant forced him to make it so they could keep the population down. So he escapes with his parasite and stuck in him, and he's got one in his canister. Which is like a coffee thermos. Yeah, it looks like a coffee thermos. And, you know, it gets taken by this gang, and he comes across Demi Moore. Her name is Patricia in the movie, and she basically helps him along his journey while trying to get away from this guy, Wolf. The effects in it, like the practical effects, I thought were pretty fucking badass, Like aside from like the cheesiness. I knew when, when you said that you had a movie that had some really good practical effects, I knew you were talking about this movie. 
But they are though. They're act. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she gets beat the fuck up, yeah, the makeup on her on her face mm. looked looked pretty pretty gnarly. It did. So yeah, parasite. Cool. All right, my number seven actually ties in with your movie. Oh. So I believe Parasite was brought to you by Charles Band, and yep. as is this movie. There's a poster in a child's bedroom of Parasite 3D. So this is actually, it's crazy, because I never read the books, but this is about Harry Potter. So a young Harry Potter, played by the same kid that played Atreyu in The NeverEnding Story, his family, oh, his dad, Harry Potter Sr., is played by Michael Moriarty. Anytime he's in a movie, it is awesome. Like, I like that guy is just infectious to watch. He's doing this stupid dance at one point, and his wife walks in, and she's just like, why did I marry this asshole? Oh, yeah, he's lovable. So anyway, they move into an apartment building that hosts a wannabe gigolo, a couple of weirdos, a soldier, a high priestess witch, and, of course, a basement laundry troll. We're talking about Troll from 1986, who's more famous sequel is known for the meme oh my god so why are we talking about this movie because of julia lewis dreyfus winner of 11 emmys 11 that's a lot yeah yeah so anyway on Volpurgisnot, the troll makes its move and it's up to harry potter to save the day so it's kind of funny because this was before the harry potter books and it's about wizardry, witches, trolls, all sorts of like weird magical spells and shit. I wonder if What's-Her-Face stole her ideas from this masterpiece. She might have. I think she did. How could you not? I mean, it's clear, Harry Potter, witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah, so anyway, so Julia Lewis-Dreyfus, her character, gets turned into a fae, which, you know, it's a, a fairy, who wears a... Ivy thong outfit yeah. and frolics through her wilderness apartment. <laughs> There's actually a fun behind the scene photo if you can find it. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yes. Uh, that movie was, it was crazy. Actually, some right. cool uh, practical effects in that movie. And if I had seen this movie before we did Creepy Kids, I probably would have put this on the list. Nice. All right, so my number six, I couldn't leave it off. You did the other George Clooney movie. Killer Tomatoes? Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, but I did Return to Horror High, and this is still one of my favorite goofy movies of, like, all time. I mean, between George Clooney, obviously. Isn't just, he only in it for, like, five minutes? I mean, give, give him, like, 12. Like, 12 minutes. Okay, that's solid. And it's longer know? than Grizzly 2. <laughs> Uh, alongside, you know, you, you got Alex Rocco, who's um, I, Alex Rocco, the guy from Godfather, who got to lay next to a horse head. So, in the early 80s, a series of gruesome murders occurred at Crippen High School. A few years later, a film crew uses the now-abandoned Crippen High School to set a film based on the events. So, it kind of goes back and forth between, you know, the current murder investigation that's going on from the film that they're making and to like the happenings of while they're making the movie and it's just fucking funny like some of the some of the kills are really really fucking awesome and maureen mccormick in a cop's outfit is also very awesome fun movie you should give it a chance if you 
have the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Josh will agree. Because oh, it's okay. fucking hilarious. All right. So my number six to wrap this up. You are what they eat. Is this our first double? I think so. Critters 3. Drink. Leonardo DiCaprio's first role. He is an Oscar winner. He's got three MTV Movie Awards. Like I said, Carrie Elwes turned down this role. He's probably crying every night about turning down Critters 3. Like, oh, damn. Why? What was I thinking? He, you know, he could have gone on to Critters 4, 5, and 6. Technically, there wasn't a Critters 6. There was five Critters movies and a short series uh, on Shudder a couple of years ago. Come on, man. I did my research. Did you? I apparently miscounted the Critters movies. Yeah, like you said, the last Critters are on the run. They lay eggs. The eggs get moved to this apartment building. They wreak havoc on the apartment building. The only thing I was missing from this movie was the Critter Ball. When they all like join like well, into a giant ball. I thought they did it very briefly. Well, they didn't run anyone over, which I missed. No. Which they, they did in the first one, and at least in the new Critters series, when they run someone over, and it just turns <laughs> them into a skeleton. I, I fucking love that. They're just they're just hungry, man. You can't hate on them. It just so was a series that I haven't checked it out. Is the series any good? It was entertaining. That's all I did. It's, it's a Critters series. I think there was like five or six episodes. It wasn't It wasn't long. But it's fun. And I think Lynn Shea was in the original, I believe, right? Or the second one? Uh, it's been a long time since. It's, these are the, a couple movies that I saw on, like, basic cable way earlier than I should have seen them. But it was, they weren't scary. They were they're yeah. funny. So, like, even the gore is funny. Yeah, they're like furry gremlins. Most of the gore comes from them. Like, them getting killed. Yeah. Because there's so yeah. many of them, you know? I think Critters 3 has two kills if you're not including the critters yeah frank the the maintenance guy yeah I think it was the guy who lives in the basement yeah and then the asshole stepdad yeah so i mean not a high body count but still a fun yeah. fun movie it was fun so i was watching it and of course uh, what's his name charlie shows up and then they hear susan yell from like the kitchen she goes oh my god is it that redneck guy is he still around <laughs> the redneck guy I'm like, yeah, he's the, you know, he got sucked into space and became a bounty hunter. I hear that happens. It does, especially when you're riding your bicycle alone at night. Aliens just seem to take you. Yeah, or serial killers. Hmm, them too. Okay, so before we close this one out, because this is our last episode before Thanksgiving, because our next episode is going to come out on Black Friday. You know they do Black Friday football now? Yeah. Yeah, they're having a, having a game like they're trying everything to get people to watch sports, man. Like they're doing the in-season tournament I, now I in NBA. Don't, I don't understand the point of it. I also didn't read up on it either. Uh, so what they said is it's to excite the players and to engage fans. So if you win this in-season tournament, there's no benefit. Oh, I mean, monetarily there is. Okay. Well, I would, but there's something for the players. I, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read too much into that, but I, I assume that there's incentive because all the games count towards your regular season yeah you know stats except for the semifinal and finals which is awesome because it's one off it's not like yeah. a series it's like you lose you're out see you later so i mean that's kind of cool and some of the new court designs look pretty badass too it's not some it's all the same exact court design 
Right, but it's I mean, just different sailing, different, colors different colors in, in your yeah. logo. But yeah, yeah, I agree with the new trophy and and shit. Yeah, it does look, yeah. does look pretty cool. So uh, way off track there, <laughs> tangenting on our tangent. So to to close this out, I just you know wanted to say how thankful I am of you. Oh, and I'm talking about the fans. I'm not like you, Jeremy. <laughs> you pointing at me? I I don't know why. That could easily I'm, be misconstrued. I can see how I can see how you're confused on that one. Now I meant people listening at home, like you know, thank thanks for listening to. No, of course you, Jeremy. Like I would just be talking alone; it would be a lot less fun. Mm. So, that being said, before we close out part one, I wanted to sing a little ditty about Thanksgiving. Oh it's gonna be bad. Just just throw it out there. Okay. <clears throat> so bad. Love to drink bourbon. Love to drink bourbon. Love to drink bourbon cause it's good. Love to drink bourbon like a real man should. Cause it's bourbon to drink so good. Bourbon for me. Bourbon for you. Let's drink bourbon out of an ice luge love to drink bourbon at the table or watching old school horror movies on basic cable eat drink that bourbon all night long 50 million tupac fans can't be wrong bourbon bourbon boo bourbon bourbon that i drink that bourbon and i take a nap <laughs> Thanksgiving is a special supper. Emilio Estevez used to say, Adios, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got, man. (laughs) I didn't want to rip too much of that song. (laughs) I love bourbon on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, yeah, okay. As always, <laughs> fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Drop us a tangent you want us to go over. Tell me to stop singing stupid songs. Maybe movie suggestions. Actually, our, well, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fans of not Twitter, X. Follow X. us on X. Yeah, X. X, gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. Fans of the Dead 1, there. Uh, YouTube, check out some of our videos. Yeah, baby. Yeah, uh, check us out on TikTok, Fans of the Dead Pod, Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Yeah, Prescribe Films Podcast Network. You can uh, check out our stuff and our sister pod, sister podcast, sister and brother podcasts on there. And uh, yeah, fansofthedead.com. Get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a hat, a hoodie. Get yourself some swag. You know what we should really do? Temporary tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I love, I love like, actually one time uh, Lauren was uh, Slash, so she had like a bunch of tattoos, and then she left like all the the tattoos at my house after the Halloween <laughs> party, and I put every single one, I was covered in tats, like neck tat, like 
It took a long time to wash off. I was feeling pretty dumb after I did it. <laughs> that being said, happy Thanksgiving. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.